Welcome to the College Football Playoff Reaction Show. Four-team version, last time ever. We do appreciate you hanging out with us. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter, at Braden Gall. And, of course, uh, uh, anywhere across the YouTube pages, 440 Sports, of course, and uh, on Blue Sky as well, at Braden Gall. And I'm Steven Lassen. You can follow me uh, at Aflon Steven on Twitter. I got a little confused Twitter and X. It's the first time <laughs> I've done that. And you can also follow me on YouTube, all CFB365. And, of course, you, uh, Instagram, uh, you know, Blue Sky and all that stuff, too. Steven Lassen and Steven LCFB. I have a couple of like philosophical questions for you today on the show, but we're also we're obviously going to talk on about the playoff. Michigan number one, they will take on number four Alabama. Michigan right now opened as a two and a half point favorite over Alabama. Washington is number two after another spectacular game, just a purely aesthetically gorgeous football game against the Oregon Ducks uh, in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. They are the number two seed. Texas in a dominant destruction of Oklahoma State's poor defense uh, is number three. Texas right now, a four and a half point favorite opening lines for both of those two games. Of course, Florida State and it's less than four yards per play offense in its last two games finishes fourth unprecedented way of, of leaving a conference championship undefeated conference power five champion out of the playoff and Georgia. I don't even know what to talk and say about Georgia. Clearly the number one team in the country for the entire year. They lose a three-point game on a neutral field, a game that no one no one else had to really play other than maybe Oregon and Washington, and they fall from one to six and are out of the playoff, and the two-time defending champs go from a 29-game winning streak to not playing in the playoff at all. Uh, I guess I'll start, Stephen, with I, I think we'll get to like what we think, what we think of the four teams, what, who we think were the best teams, uh, lost in all of the controversy and how awful the Twitter sewer has been the last 48 hours. We have two pretty good football games. I don't know if it's going to give us a great championship game, but Michigan is a two and a half point favorite over Bama and Washington as a four and a half point underdog to Texas. And you just look at the matchups based on personnel and coaching and talent and performance this year. And I think lost in all the chaos is that we might actually have two really awesome, hopefully college football playoff games to end this godforsaken 14 playoff. Absolutely. Um, putting aside all the chaos from today and all the other crazy stuff that uh, we're going to talk about, I think we are in for two outstanding semifinals. I mean, we had two outstanding games last year. The tradition has been these games have been blowouts. I would be surprised if that's the case this year. Um, you know, I think Alabama, Michigan, you just talk about just the, the uniform matchup, the aesthetics of playing, uh, we assume, out in Pasadena for that game. It's oh. going to be beautiful. And the Michigan, or sorry, the Washington Texas game, the Steve Sarkeesian Bowl. Uh, you know, of course, he was the former Washington coach. Now he's the, the coach at Texas, and a rematch of last year's Alamo Bowl. So uh, it's going to be outstanding. Um, you know, we can talk about the other things, but I think for the second year in a row, the semifinals will be some unbelievable football. I, I do. I'm going to ask you the philosophical question first because I don't think any other show covering the rankings is going to go this direction. Do you think the structure of our game sort of helps facilitate the advancement of the game? And I, I know that's a weird statement, so let me follow that up. We got LSU and Alabama in 2011. You go back before that, and we had a bunch of we had a couple of different undefeated teams in the 90s not win a championship, right? Like Penn State, right, is the biggest one of the biggest ones where we were all like, "Oh my god, this team was unbelievably loaded." Didn't really get considered for the national championship. The 2011 Alabama LSU thing was sort of like, all right, the rest of the country is pissed off that the, the that the SEC continues to dominate this thing, and that sort of helped facilitate us into the four team era. 
This this is an unprecedented year because the committee's job on Sunday, in my opinion, was not to pick out why the top four made it in, but was to pick out why the other three did not. Because I don't think you need to make a case for any of the top seven. I could include Oregon in this in theory, but I'm not because you lost twice. But in theory, you had to sort of like all the top seven, including Ohio State in this conversation, whose only loss was a six point loss to the number one team in the nation on the road with the ball in their hands on the last possession with a chance to win. You don't have to make a case for any of those seven teams to make the playoff. You don't need to explain why Washington's in. I don't think you need to explain why Alabama's in or why if you put if Georgia made the playoff, don't think you need to explain it. If Florida State made the playoff, don't think you need to explain it. I think they were seeking for reasons to leave a team out. And that is where we got Ohio State didn't win its division, playing the championship. Florida State doesn't have its star quarterback. They look terrible on offense in two games without him. And I guess the reason for Georgia is just that they they got a playoff game against Bama and lost, even though I think if anybody else is playing in that game, they would have a loss as well. So you had to look for reasons to leave a team out, not for reasons to put a team in. And that is different this year than ever before. And I'm curious, do you think that our structure and our system led us to this point? And and like the system knew that this was going to eventually happen and knew it was going to expand to 12 because of NIL and portal and, and the game is becoming more balanced. And th- does that question make sense at all? I guess, is it a feature, not a bug essentially? Um, I mean, the the playoff format in deciding a champion has improved, I guess, significantly. And I mean, I guess, depending on your perspective, I mean, think about this, like in the 90s, we could have one playing five in a bowl game. You could have two playing eight, and then you let the voters decide who wins the national champion. I think the BCS was a step forward. You know, I think the 14 playoff is a step forward, too. We'll see what happens in the uh, the 12 team era. But you you sort of you're sort of removing all these selection committee variables at this point, having to decide Um, to your point. Every time when I sat down on Saturday night to talk through the scenarios, somebody was going to be ticked off on Sunday. You, every one of these teams that are on the board, Florida state, Alabama, and Texas, all Uh, Ohio state belongs. Ohio state belongs in the conversation. Georgia belongs in the conversation. Every one of those teams had an argument to be in and it was, there's only simple math. There's four spots. There's five, six, seven teams competing for four spots. So in some ways, I think the system is sort of, it's designed to get us to have these, these it's, it's a feature of the system is to get us arguing about who deserves uh, to be in. Because at this point, I mean, if we had the 12 team playoff this year, we're not talking about Florida state getting left out. We're talking about, well, should Missouri Ole Miss or Penn state or whoever be the last uh, team in. I guess, and maybe it's because I had like an extra glass of whiskey on Saturday night, but I was just sitting there thinking like the only time we really had a major problem was with the, with the BCS was like at the end of the BCS era. And the only time we really had a major problem with the playoff, I mean, other than, I don't know, and we could probably nitpick a team or here, here or there. 2015 Ohio State was probably one of the best teams that got left out. I would argue this Georgia team this year is one of the two or three best teams to never play in the playoff. It, but Florida it's, State, though, I mean, I think but this, it did this, not with Jordan, this, not without Jordan Travis. If Jordan Travis is playing, I totally agree with you. And then and they don't get left out, probably. So I think so based upon some of the comments from the um, from Boo Corrigan, that basically it really does come down to having Jordan Travis. That's really what it is. And the committee debated the fact that the sure. I guess the coaches basically said, like, hey, look, who do you who do you not want to play and who do you want to play? And I think probably that weighed into it, too. The committee said, yeah, we 
you'd like to play a shorthanded Florida State team, and you do not want to play Alabama. Uh, they also had by far the worst strength of schedule of all these teams, re- re- relatively speaking. So again, it's reasons to leave it. They were looking for reasons to leave a team out, not to put them in. You don't need any reason to put any of these teams in. It, Georgia, from Ohio State up to, and I'm assuming Ohio State will be seven, but from Ohio State all the way up to number one, you don't need to explain to anybody why that team is in. They all belong. And I and I, it sucks, man. I feel you, Florida State. I feel you. Not having Jordan Travis and losing that player, I have I lost money. <laughs> I had a bet for Florida State to not only win the national championship, but to make the playoff. I lost money. But I think it was the right thing to do because we're splitting such fine margins. My question, though, isn't about Florida State specifically. It's about the does the system we create and the college football system that like with with the all the new rules are about trying to spread out talent, right? NIL, give the players more power, etc. It's almost as if like it took us 10 years to get to this point of this level of controversy and this level of. But like, did the system lead us to this point and then the powers that be actually got ahead of it knowing that this could be a thing that happened and now they've changed it to 12 i also think part of this this is a really nuanced take i think the committee didn't need to worry about setting precedent here they didn't have to worry yeah. about it if it was a 14 playoff for 10 more years i bet you they put florida state in because they don't want to set a precedent on a precedent of leaving this kind of team out i think they know they're going to 12 i, I just again it's a very meta question but I feel like does the system itself that we have put in place to manage and run college football, does it eventually lead to these controversies? And then it kind of changes right at the right moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think, first of all, let's start with the acknowledgement. There's no perfect system. I mean, sure. we, we could do an 18 playoff. We could do a 12 team playoff. Somebody's going to be happy. But each time, uh, to your point, it does seem like when the system has sort of reached its like threshold or like it's going to like burst. Then they, they then the, then the system changes. So we went from the BCS to the four team kind of at the right time. This time, I think with conference expansion um, and some of the other things going on, going to twelve, uh, kind of to be more, I guess, including more inclusive, including more teams uh, in the championship chase. So it's changing at the right time. Probably um, it doesn't help Florida State this year, obviously. And like you said, to go back to to Florida State, I mean, I feel for Florida State. I mean, they did everything they needed to do. They won their conference. They're thirteen and zero. Um, I was actually going to see. I was actually looking uh, somewhat forward to Florida State making the playoff because I was prepared to make the case that I think their defense could maybe win them a game in the college football playoff. But here we are. I, I think it gets uh, Michigan or Washington. It it, it might yeah. put them in. It might put them in a game. I think Mich- I think the team. I think the teams with Michael Penix and JJ McCarthy win those games. But Florida State's defense is good enough to keep them in a game. Um, yes. But I don't. I don't think Florida State has the right to be the most mad team. I think it's Georgia. I think, I think Georgia. It's Florida State. Uh, Georgia. I asked somebody in Vegas. Georgia would be a fourteen and a half point favorite over Florida State. Georgia is clearly, clearly a better football team than Florida State. It is not close. It's not close. Not without Jordan Travis. And here's ultimately my other th- my problem though. I, I if I if I think they're the maddest team. And you think it's Florida State, which is totally fine. Like again, Ohio State fans are unrepresented in this conversation, and they should be mad too because they did everything, almost everything that everybody, all these other teams have done. I, I think Washington, with the worst defense in this group, the problem is they were never going to leave a team out with its star quarterback with a good strength. Because here's the other thing: Florida State didn't have the strength of schedule either. So you look at Georgia's strength of schedule. You look at losing to Alabama. That's the the reason they left Georgia out. 
And the reason they left Florida State out is Jordan Travis. And the reason they left Ohio State out is not winning the division. All three of those reasons aren't great reasons <laughs> to leave those three teams out. If I'm putting my four best teams in, who do I think, watching every college football game this season, who do I think the four best teams are? I think it's Michigan, Georgia, Texas, and Alabama. I think those are the four best teams in college football this year. So if I was on a committee of one, and I know Washington fans, you're screaming and you're angry, and I get it, good strength of schedule. It's it's the it's the number like all the one score games. It's you're you're ba- basically this year's version of TCU. You belong there. You're a great team. You belong in the playoff. I'm not angry. You're in the playoff. I don't think you are better than Georgia. I don't think you would beat Georgia. I think Georgia's better. I don't think I can say that about Florida State. I would pick Washington against Florida State in a game right now. Right. If if Jordan Travis was the quarterback, I'm not picking Washington to beat Florida State. But that's that's a totally separate discussion. Right. That I agree. We have no, right we now. we all agree with that. Right. But this is where we are, man. Right. I, I mean, like we said, it goes back to the most basic and it's it's sort of a simple like concept is somebody was going to get left out today. There were five. I think, you know, you disagree that you had more teams. I thought there was five for four spots. Somebody's going to get left out. Well, why, explain get, to me why Georgia loses three points to Alabama and as as the most dominant, most clearly number one team out of your mouth. You said Georgia is yeah, the most. Clearly the num- <laughs> How is it that they can go from one to behind a team? They'd be a two touchdown favorite over who can't score points on offense. Why is it that they belong behind Florida State? I think I go back to my version of college football, which is the regular season is an extended version of the playoff. Georgia had its chance. The SEC championship game was a semifinal. I know you're I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I think Georgia's the best, one of the best four teams on a neutral field. It's just the it's the path. They've had a chance to play their way in. They lost. And now you go to Washington as an undefeated 13-0 team. I know, I, I know exactly what you're saying about Washington's defense. We've doubted them though. I mean, we we picked against them against Oregon in the first game, the second I game, know, and I know. against Oregon State. And they find ways to win. <laughs> I know. And that they're deserved. Was, no, they're totally deserving. They're a great team. Great team. That Washington team that showed up on on Friday night was a much different Washington team than we have seen at times this year. Uh, defensively, they are timely. They've run, you know, Dylan Johnson can run the ball. The physicality they play with. So, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that you know Texas is just going to steamroll. No, 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 uh, Washington. No. So, I agree. I, 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 the, the point of this conversation is, you and I can disagree. There can be four or five people arguing, and when I think to some extent we're all right about this. There's just, it's but just you a, don't, but you don't disagree with what they did though. The, the four that they put in, I, I I have come around to that. I think that is the four they should have put in. I don't think it's the four best teams. I, you know what? I wrestled with this. I, I started thinking about this Thursday night, right before uh, the games on Friday. Man, I don't know. Um, it's hard for me to, to leave Florida State out. But then again, I go back to it's a total it's it. If Florida State has the quarterback, I think they're in. I think the variable the committee can look at, and it's in their their committee uh, bylaws that you you know the injury to a key player, and that's an easy out for the committee. So they probably took the path the the easiest path. You're saying that look, Florida State doesn't have a star quarterback. We know they're 13 and 0. They've got a great defense, but we just think Alabama is better. They just beat Alabama. Just beat the number one team in the country, and that right. that probably has to. And if you think Texas is in, it's sort of Texas probably carried Alabama uh, over the finish line for that last spot, and well, Alabama's win too. I think it's again, it's about how you frame the question. It's not like, why did you put Texas in? Why did you put Alabama in? Why did you put Washington in? You don't need to ask that question of any of the seven teams because they all deserve it. I think the question is they had to ask it in a different way for the first time ever in 10 years. And that is, we've got to find reasons to leave you out. It's very easy. 
and it's very easy with Ohio State, didn't win their division, didn't play in a conference championship. I think that's stupid. I think that's a stupid rule to 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 use to 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 deny what Ohio State accomplished this year. I I have no excuse for what they've done to Georgia. They didn't win their conference championship. I I, I don't. They were number one in the nation two days ago. I don't understand. I I have I have a, a interesting uh kind of wild card scenario. I was prepared to uh, throw out there. What if the committee just decided like we don't want to make this decision? Let's just drop Georgia <laughs> from one. That's what it is. The four. That's oh oh. To I I think they did it. Yeah. I think they dropped them to five or six. I think they belong at five at least, but it doesn't matter. Like out of the playoff, I think that again, it is you have to find a reason to put a team out of the four. You don't have to convince me of why Texas belongs or why Alabama belongs or why Michigan belongs or why Washington belongs. Reasonable minds can disagree on the margins about those teams. You don't have to, if if they put Georgia in the playoff, I don't think you need to explain it. You don't need to explain it. But it's easier to explain the three that they left out for three specific reasons. Now, I don't agree that because you like, this is my problem. If Michigan had to play Georgia or Alabama in a big 10 championship game, we'd be having, instead of Iowa, we'd be having a different conversation. If Texas had to play Alabama or Georgia in a big 12 championship game, instead of Oklahoma state, because these conferences were aligned geographically a hundred years ago, arbitrarily, which is why I don't understand people's inability to understand or contact, understand context within the conferences. If Washington had to play Georgia or or, or or Alabama or maybe even Texas, which they're going to get to do, or Michigan, like which they're going to get to do in the future in the Big Ten, their record would be Florida. If Florida State had to play Georgia or Alabama in the in the in the SEC championship game, they would not be undefeated because without Jordan Travis, they would not have won that game. I'm sorry, they wouldn't have. Um, so I, I, anyway. Hey, you know, do you, one, do you think one, do you think they did the right? Do you think they put the the four that? So, so first, I wanted to point something out that about at ten o'clock at night on Saturday, uh, so I don't think the Big Ten championship game was done. The ACC championship game wasn't done at ten o'clock at night on Saturday. The only team that was guaranteed in the playoff was Washington, the Pac-12, the last year of the Pac-12, <laughs> and its champion was the only guaranteed team. And um, unfortunately, kind of a um frustrating thing that we've we've talked about many times in here but no you know what i i've wrestled with this a lot like i said at first i was ready to say you know what i think florida state got and florida state did they got totally screwed in this but again there's only four spots one team's yeah. going to get left out yeah. and I, I just came i came back to the the thought that if the committee's choosing the best teams and they have the easy out on florida state that's probably the right call i mean again i could talk myself into either one of these scenarios georgia also completely totally screwed they would be a 14 or 15 point fa- according to vegas they'd be a 15 point favorite over florida state today on a neutral field so you can't tell me that the team is a two and a half two touchdown underdog didn't also a favorite over florida state didn't also get screwed but we knew that going into this we knew that there could be a chaotic situation and jalen milrose ability to make plays and the way they they finished that game against Georgia, and like we haven't really we we don't really get to talk about the games much on this episode. It's more about the resumes, and I think best and deserving are the same thing. I think that's not the the committee's job is not foremost deserving. It's why I don't I don't like I feel dirty when I say that Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Texas are the best four. I don't like that. I but feel dirty, I think, but I think they would all. I think I don't think Washington is the quote unquote better team than Georgia. So, but I, I but I, I but they it's I'm fine with them at two. I think it's totally fine. They deserve it. But I think I do think the committee at times has sort of waffled on the most deserving and best. And to and to be fair, 
the bylaws of the committee and sort of the instructions they're supposed to use are a little vague, probably a little vague for a reason for years mm-hmm. like this and other mm-hmm. ones where they can just say, look, this is the criteria. We just think they're the best for Travis's injury hits Florida state. They got to be out. Uh, so a couple of, couple of random questions here for you. I, I don't, I, I found myself really disliking the phrase style points over the weekend. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's, it, it used to, sort of mean a thing that mattered and now it's just sort of like a it's almost like this fake term that doesn't really mean anything i how dominant you are matters though like if you are a totally dominant team that's not style points that just means you're that much better than people so that's one observation i don't know if you have any reaction to that i really did not like like the 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 amount of and i think somebody on espn this morning during the ranking show is like oh this game should not be about style points i'm like it's not but if you beat someone's ass (laughs) <laughs> that means you're much, much better than them. <laughs> and what's in- and what's interesting about these teams is none of these teams have a bad loss. Like none of these top yeah. seven, none of these top seven have a bad loss. And Oregon, a combined six points to number two, one on the road, one on a neutral field when they had the lead in both those games in the second half. Yeah. Clearly, Oregon is basically even with Washington. Like by definition, they're basically the same, but Washington what? is better. So they got in. Would have been a great year for an eight-team playoff. Yes. By the way, to, to Washington fans who were angry at us picking Oregon, we're sorry. We were wrong. Uh, we were wrong. I, hey, absolutely I, wrong I just, about that. I just took up for Washington, too. You were trying to ace them out of the playoffs. I know, I know, I know. Well, I don't feel good about the fact. I'm just being honest. I don't feel good. I don't good. feel good about leaving Florida State out, though. I That's agree. I agree. I agree. But if you, but who's your best? who are the best four teams that you've watched every game this year? And, Stephen, you might be the only human on the planet that actually did watch all 4,872 games this year. <laughs> Uh, Eastern Michigan, Western Michigan, Central Michigan, Akron. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that we can just be like, yeah, Liberty doesn't belong in the playoff. The zero is not that important, but we can't do that with power five teams. I find that to be comical. Um, who are the best four teams in college football this year? You've watched every game. Don't, don't I, rank them. Don't rank them. Just think who are the best four teams? No, I think it's some combination. I would take Michigan, Alabama, probably Georgia, Texas with like Washington at like five right now. That's exactly what I would but, do. But exactly I, I but I'm not going to leave Washington out of my playoff because they are 13 and 0 and they're a conference champ and they beat Oregon twice and they beat our guy Jed Fish at Arizona uh, <laughs> earlier this year Tucson so and and this therein lies the reason for expansion that that's it yes because we can you and I can actually agree on who the four best teams are actually agree on the four that they picked and why on both reasons and then the, our only debate is like oh Florida State got screwed and I'm like no Georgia got screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because you would not put Florida State in the top four right now. You would not. No, I would not. Um, because of the injury, to, to it just really right. comes back to right. Jordan Travis. Right. And I, now, if they had Jordan Travis, that would be an interesting discussion. I, I think uh, they'd be three. I think they'd be three, and I think then it turns into a a Texas Alabama Georgia debate. And I, I, I assume head-to-head tiebreaker there goes to Texas. Which is why I think, get back to my earlier scenario, I wondered at one point if they wouldn't just stick Georgia at four. And then that way it just sort of removes the Florida State, Texas, Alabama. It was, it, it, I, I'm, I'm not, you mean, you mean Florida State it. at three? Or who, what do you mean? Like go Florida State three. And then go Georgia at four and put Texas at five and Alabama. I I wondered if they would do that. I'm not oh, I, just sort of a, a way they don't they don't have to make the Texas Alabama decision. I I know you don't want to under I know you don't want to admit this. It's because Florida State's not good enough to be in the playoff right now. 
<laughs> no, I without their star quarterback, which leads me to one final question. We'll end on a happy note. Can can Florida State borrow Jaden Daniels and play in the playoff? It's funny you say that because <laughs> I wondered Saturday night. I was like, can we do a trade here? Can oh, it'd be so it? good. Can we get a Bo Nix, uh, a Jaden Daniels? Uh, can Caleb? Can Florida State pay Caleb Williams a massive NIL deal <laughs> to come play one game? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I, it's. I hate it uh, for Florida State. I, I know. It I just, sucks. I, it sucks. I, it sucks. Um, it, and I would have probably said, "Hey, it sucks that Alabama gets left out," because I think that they might win it all. So, Be- because it's obvious that Florida, that Florida, Jesus. It is obvious that Alabama and Georgia are two of the best four teams. It is just obvious. And I don't and I I I don't like sounding like a company shill here because I hate I I am ec- ecstatic that we get to watch Washington and Texas. That should be a fun, really interesting football game between two brands that we don't ever see in this situation. I'll, although Washington made it a, a bunch of years ago. I just think it's 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 something new. It's fun and it looks like a really good matchup. So I have no problem with what we're gonna get and what we're gonna watch, and I it, it, that's fine. But I you cannot argue that Florida State is the national championship best team in America. You could argue that the best team in America got left out. And that that is that is my argument for Georgia. And that's the problem. But you know what? I guess they should have transferred in conferences and played in the ACC, and then they'd be in the playoff right now. So I, I don't know. It's So so how soon does the Florida State leaving the ACC come in oh, to start? Oh, start oh, up here? <laughs> when, when do they start? You mean... Well, they, I guess they, they could pick back up. The, the, the right. fire has just been simmering. It's going um, to pick back up for a minute. All right, real fast, quick instant analysis. We'll have lots of time to break this down. Michigan, Alabama, Michigan minus two and a half. What do you like? I like Alabama. <laughs> I don't. I mean, don't you? <laughs> I, I think they're the best team. And I think they're going to win it all. I've already voted for my for my Heisman. I'm not going to tell you who I voted for, but I voted for. I'm not legally allowed to. I voted this morning, and I don't. I really, really, really want to pick Michigan. Because of the whole us against the world, we've been here three years, the experience of this team, the the unfinished business element, I think, means a lot. And every now and then, one of those teams from the Big Ten or somewhere else breaks through and wins that game. Ohio State 2014, Ohio State 2002, you know, whether it's Texas in 05, like every now and then, after building and building and building, one of these te- Clemson did it, right? Building and building and building. And then they were like, screw you, Bama. We're not scared anymore. We're going to win. And and Michigan has had like the overlook game against TCU where they overlooked them and said, Hey, they, that, I think that was a little bit more on Michigan. They had the lineup against Georgia's elite, historically great defense and get beat. And I think Alabama's not as good as either maybe of those teams. And I think that they can beat them. I don't know how they stop Jalen Milrow. That another- dude is on another level right now. Yeah. Uh, not only that, are we sure that I mean from from an offensive and defensive matchup? Let's talk. Let's look at how this might play out. Alabama's pass rush and secondary locked down Georgia on uh-huh. Saturday. Uh-huh. Um, are we one hundred percent confident that Michigan's going to be able to move the ball through the air enough and be able to run it with Quorum and Edwards? Um, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating matchup to see how it plays out. But that's why I like Alabama in this game. I think defense for both teams going to be strong. Yeah. I think Milrow will be the difference maker in that game. Early and, prediction. And and honestly, if you look at Alabama's resume, I think it's the best resume maybe in the entire country. Like you, you win over Georgia, dominating win over Ole Miss, e- relatively easy win over LSU, dominating win against Tennessee, dominating road win against a, a, a seven and five Kentucky team on the road. Like their their resume is better than everybody else's, and they're probably playing better football than everybody else, minus the the Auburn game, which I think did 
like stick in people's minds saying, well, why is Alabama getting in? Well, it's because they got the best resume. Um, Texas and Grave, Washington. Grave Digger is going to go down in Alabama history. It will. One of the... Hey, the kick six got Auburn into the national championship game. Maybe Grave Digger gets Alabama into the whole damn here's, thing. So here's a, a plucky Alabama team, doubted all year, and here they are. But, I'm I'm gonna uh, go my, back and I'm gonna go back and check which episode, but I want to say it was like after the old miss game where I was like, I think they're gonna win the whole thing. Yeah. I think I said it on the show. <laughs> kudos, kudos to you. You picked Alabama to be Georgia, and I'm the idiot picking outright. Uh, uh t- Washington, Texas. The question here is um, can Washington still do the things that that they have done, which is kind of play with their food sometimes, but then find ways to win. They were healthier on defense against Oregon. Their safeties were back. Their pass rush was back. I thought the game plan from Ryan Grubb was spectacular. Get the football on the edge and run the football outside with a power rushing attack. I think that's actually the same way you need to attack those Texas defensive tackles is get the ball outside elite weapons on the outside. Xavier worthy injury is a big one. Um, I'm leaning Texas right away, but I actually have no clue. I have no clue on this game. I think it's going to be a great game. Yeah, I I felt feel somewhat confident and well, I shouldn't say I don't feel that confident in either one of these predictions right now. I want to dissect these games, but I immediately when I saw the matchup, my mind take Alabama. This one I feel a mo- little bit more 50-50 on. Yep. They played first of all, they played in the Alamo Bowl last year. I we're not doesn't matter. I don't that doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> the stakes are much different here. I, I am fascinated by the Penix versus Murphy and Sweat the tackle combination. How does Washington hold up? I think to your point, getting the ball out quickly will be key. McMillan coming back for Washington, being healthy, having a full month to get ready is going to be significant. Um, the worthy injury, like you mentioned, it sounds like it's not significant, but is Sarkeesian just playing coy because of the playoff announcement today? I don't know. Um, I think they also went, Texas won't have Jonathan Brooks, obviously with a torn ACL. So some key injuries to watch uh, for Texas, but I think line of scrimmage for Texas and the way that um, Ewers was spraying the ball all over the field Saturday against Oklahoma State, if they can do that, I like Texas in this game. But something about uh, mm-hmm. this Washington team, mm-hmm. like we talked about like TCU uh, last season, just finding ways to win. You mentioned one other thing too. Braylon Trice and ZTF, the two difference makers for Washington, they've showed up at key times this year, and they will need to do so again. That timely defense uh, for Washington. Yep. So I think that one, that one will be a very, very high scoring game. And, and two elite helmet games, like elite uniform oh, yeah. games. The Washington and Texas is a great combination. Michigan and Alabama is a great combination. We finally get Harbaugh versus Saban. We finally get it. That's um, if Harbaugh doesn't get suspended. Again. <laughs> oh my God. It's yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I look after all the chaos and the complaining, and I understand the hard feelings, man, Georgia fans, you have a right to be pissed. Ohio state fans. I think you are the one that no one's talking about right to be, Hey, what did, what else? we lost by six on the road to the number one team? Like, otherwise we were pretty damn good this year. Uh, and then Florida state just sucks, man. I, I feel your pain without Jordan Travis. I don't think you belong in. And so I think the committee did the right thing. Um, and I think it actually through all this chaos, we're going to end up with two really, hopefully really great football games. So, um, and then we'll see with, we'll, we'll see who wins the Texas Alabama rematch. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the winner and, gets, and the winner gets to be the Alabama head coach next year is what's going to happen. <laughs> right. The national championship trophy be presented by Greg yeah. Sankey. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. There you the, go. Welcome both to the SEC. So, all right. Anything else you want to add? Man, um, I love I love the imperfections of this. I know that there's a few fan bases that are really pissed off right now, and I get it. But part of the imperfections is what makes the game a charming, beautiful, complicated, messy family sport. And I just I I know that I I know some people are pissed and hurting right now, and I get it. But like I I 
some of this is what makes the game great is these wild imperfections. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think I will echo your point. I think there is no perfect system. It doesn't mean that what happened today for our selections is right or fair or whatever. It's just that simple math. Four teams had to be in. And we have this in the last year of the four-team playoff, there was the kind of unique setup of the Texas win over Alabama in a non-conference game and also the Jordan Travis injury. I don't, other than the Cardell Jones, the Ohio State quarterback situation, really haven't had one that I can remember right off the top of my head that was so meaningful. And Ohio State made a pretty convincing data point in the Big Ten championship game. So it, no matter what happened today, somebody was going to get screwed. And unfortunately, yeah. it's Florida State this year. Well, and I think um, to go back to that 2015 Ohio State team, they lost to Michigan State in the regular season on a field goal. And remember yeah. like the kick, remember the kicker running all over the field? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like clearly Ohio State was the better team. And that Ohio State team got left out. Probably should have gotten in, but got left out because they got squeezed out, squeezed out on a head-to-head thing. Texas pushed Alabama to four. Alabama pushed Georgia out. And that's it. Like that, that you get squeezed sometimes when there's only four spots. So that's that's the imperfection of it all. And it is what it is. Um, all right. Follow him on Twitter, uh, twitter.com at Athlon Steven. You can follow you, me. You got confused today too, see? At Braden Gall. I, I, well, I call it Twitter, but like I, I, uh, like I'm not, I'm not walking around calling it meta. You know, it's Facebook. Um, uh, under, although they're, <laughs> they've got a really strong strength schedule right now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, but otherwise, uh, twitter.com, Braden, at Braden Gall. Um, and of course, you can watch us on 440 Sports YouTube page as well as uh, all CFB 365 on your page as well. Uh, we'll have lots of bowl previews and lots of uh, bowl game uh, stuff coming up and playoff previews and transfer portal stuff and coaching carousel and all this other good stuff. So we'll we'll uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out. For Stephen and Braden, uh, this has been the Cover 2 Podcast here from Athlon Sports.